0: chapter mark chapter 11 amen you know how a uh, fighter prepares for a fight you know he trains and he gets in the uh, in the uh, competition form amen <laughs> i was thinking after that discipleship class i am not quite In competition form yet. Amen. That um, that class took a little bit out of me. Praise God. But I'm excited. Excited about things we're going to be learning tonight. Amen. All right. Mark chapter 11, um, verse 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things He says will be done, He will have, He will have whatever He says. I'm just reminding you tonight, when Jesus did this with the fig tree and the fig tree withered up from the roots overnight, um, He wasn't showing off. He wasn't trying to impress. He was demonstrating. He was teaching a, a lesson, an object lesson. He was demonstrating what faith can do. And not just His faith, but what your faith can do. This is why He stands there in the aftermath of that miracle and says these words to those men who were present on that day and to you and me who are present here tonight. Verse 24 begins with a therefore, in light of what they had just witnessed, in light of what Jesus had just said, therefore, in light of these things I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. All right. Now, Mark eleven twenty four 24 is a little different in the King James Version. It says, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire. New King James Version says, Whatever things you ask when you pray. King James says, What things soever you desire when you pray. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, I want to show you this same verse in the God's Word translation. God, God's Word translation, verse 24 says, That's why I tell you to have faith that you have already received whatever you pray for, and it will be yours. Have faith that you have already received whatever you pray for, and it will be yours. Now, over the course of the last several weeks, of course, we've been talking about faith and and at each one of those uh, lessons, we've, you know, one week we talked about the parable Jesus uh, delivered saying that the sons of, of the kingdom, the sons of light, they don't go after what's been made available to them the way people in the world go after every loophole and every angle they can work to get the best benefit out of their whole system. We come into the kingdom and we we get lazy. Of course, the message there was that we need to get serious about learning how to operate in faith, solve problems by using the faith that every person in this room has been given according to Romans 12 and 3. Um, And then we said that faith operates according to a specific set of factors and conditions. And I'm not going to go through that list again, but we just looked at things that God had created and, 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 and how um, there's, there's nothing random about it. Um, it's structured. It's systematic. It's orderly. It's precise. And so when it comes to you and me operating in faith, we can't have a random approach to it. We can't have a close enough, good enough approach to it. We can't, you know, just try to phone in these different factors and conditions and, and have them confused with one another and expect that our faith is going to produce the results. You know, Jesus said it will work, but it, it, it'll work this way. And it'll work when these elements or factors are not just present but in their proper order and are working together faith is like a machine it's like a spiritual machine that'll produce results but we've got to understand the different components of that spiritual machine and how that machine works in us inwardly to produce things in our lives outwardly now there's, in my understanding of these things, there's a, there's a part of this that's really the, the nucleus of it. it it's the, um, you know, when it, when it comes to a, a nuclear bomb, you know, you got all the trappings and all the other things, but, you know, it's, it's that plutonium. You know, it's the core of it. Um, Nuclear reactor, what have you. It could be a huge building, but what's really doing the work is, is that core. And so there's a core here. And the core, I believe, is best translated in the God's Word translation. Have faith that you have already received whatever you pray. That's the core. That's the rubber meeting the road where faith is concerned. Until we are believing we have already received what we've prayed for, our faith has really not engaged the problem yet. We're we're still in neutral. Faith is... Believing you have already received what you asked. That's, that's the, the essence of it. The, the, the core is, is that word we've used a couple times already of this. So I, I feel compelled to do it again. Mark eleven twenty four from the New King James. Therefore I say to you, what things, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, you'll have them. The King James Version, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, you'll have them god's word translation have faith that you have already received whatever you pray for and it will be yours so I'll single that phrase out to put it up on the screen just to isolate it have faith that you have already received have faith that you have already received now, on the surface, you may be saying, well, Pastor Mark, what's the big deal? But, but if we kind of start looking at this, and especially if we start comparing it to where a lot of people are in this, we're going to see, I think, what the, what the big deal is. And that is, if you compare, I believe I will receive. Okay? Let me put it up on the screen for you. Compare these two approaches, these two statements that reveal an attitude of the heart. The first one is, I believe I will receive versus I believe I have already received. Do you see the difference there? Now, a lot of people will tell you that they've done the latter. I I got it, Pastor Mark. I believe I've already received. But if you listen to them talk, They're talking about what God's going to do. Right? In other words, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. There's there's something that needs to be aligned in the machinery of faith within our heart. There's some things here that, that have gotten out of alignment, and because they've gotten out of alignment, this machinery of faith is not producing the results in our lives that it could otherwise be producing. So again, there is a a vast difference between I believe I will receive versus I believe I have already received. All right? So let's just develop this for a moment then. Believing you will receive is not the same as believing you have received. And whatever distance there is between these two statements is the distance between. Receiving and not receiving. In other words, we could say it this way. It's, it may be a near miss, but it's still a miss. Remember, he said, you have, you have not because you ask not, or then you ask, but when you ask, you ask amiss." Right? We're missing it. Somewhere, are you mature enough to admit I, I listen I'll be the first to tell you if I'm missing it I want to know it amen and sometimes the near misses can be the most deceptive remember if there is a if there is a feigned faith I'm sorry if there's an unfeigned faith there's a feigned faith if there's a if there's a genuine there's a pretend if there's a pretend there's a genuine right and the Bible talks about these things and that that concept of a a feigned faith it 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 means something that is simulated or pretend but the thing about something being simulated or pretend is it looks so much like the real thing amen I and for the imitation leather these days right They, they have got that down to a to a fine art I mean, it can be so close to genuine leather, but it's still not genuine leather. And it can be so close to genuine faith, but it's still not genuine faith. But again, see, we've got to be careful with this attitude of, well, that should be enough. That should be close enough. Well, six out of seven digits on a phone number is not close enough. Because phone numbers operate according to a specific set of factors and conditions. So believing you will receive. See, this is where a lot of people are. This is where Abraham was. God said, I have made you the father of many nations. So he believed God would one day make him the father of many nations. God didn't say, I will make you the father of many nations. He said, Abraham, I have made you. So there's a difference between the two. You say, well, Pastor Mark, that's just, you know, tomato, tomato. No, it's not. There's a huge difference here. Between these two attitudes of the heart. Now, let's follow me closely, please. Believing you will receive is much closer to being hope than it is to being faith. Because remember, hope is. An expectation of receiving something in the future hope has to do with receiving later okay so notice when we say or when we in our minds we're believing we will receive this is more like hope than faith faith believes I have already received now we talked about hope last week we'll mention it a little more tonight but see even then (laughs) that's not really hope either but it's it's much closer to being hope than it is to being faith we defined hope last wednesday evening as a confident expectation for receiving a thing desired that's hope okay now i want you to think about this for a minute a lot of what people call faith is not faith, it's actually hope. And then a lot of what people call hope is not hope, it's actually desire. Man, I sure hope everything turns out okay. There's nothing wrong with hoping everything turns out okay. But by definition, that's that's not hope. That's a a wish. That's, That's a desire. You desire for everything to turn out okay. That's not the same as a confident expectation for receiving a good outcome. What's the difference? Doubt. Doubt, right? I sure hope everything will come out okay. What are we saying? Man, you know, it could or it couldn't doctor said it was a 70% chance so man I sure hope everything turns out okay right are you following me I sure hope I get that job you see that's that's not believing you have received the job it's again there's 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 nothing wrong with desire but 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 where it becomes quote-unquote wrong is when we're calling desire hope and we're calling hope faith There's some confusion here that needs to be cleared up. Are you with me tonight? There's some confusion here that needs to be cleared up. Wanting something to happen and and, and genuinely believing it has happened, they're not the same thing. Now that's why I wanted to show you that translation in the King James Version. What thinks wherever you desire. Desire is is a huge factor in all of this. But we can't confuse hope with desire, and we can't confuse um, um, hope uh, with faith or faith with hope. We've we've got to get these things nailed down as to exactly what they really are. So in the same way that wanting something to happen and genuinely, confidently expecting it to happen, not the same thing, believing something will happen and believing it it has happened, again, are not the same thing. So do you see how confusion is, has entered into all of this and remember once again faith works according to a specific set of factors and conditions not random ones now some people may say what's the big deal but the confusion that we're talking about right now is why so many people are not receiving uh, from from god and it's why they're experiencing disappointments in their faith efforts You hear people say all the time, God let me down. God didn't do what He said He would do. Could could we just please be really, really, really... I'm not even going to tell you to be careful about that. Could we just cut that out? Had somebody recently tell me that... (laughs) But that's not how that is, and that's not how that works. And I, I didn't, but I wanted to be a smart aleck and tell him, well, you tell Jesus that when you see him?" Right? Amen. Yeah. You tell him when you see him. Right. So a lot of folks who, well, I tried all that faith stuff, Pastor Mark, and it just—it's just not working for me. No, see again. There. <laughs> Let every man be a liar and let God be true. He's never wrong. He's never let us down. So some will say, you know, what's the big deal? Close enough, you know, ought to be good enough and and blah, blah, blah. But this confusion, I believe from the Holy Spirit is, is where a lot of folks... Are experiencing disappointments in their faith efforts and I want you to notice very carefully what is the key part that's being overlooked in all of this desiring calling calling desire hope and then calling hope faith what's really being overlooked in all this what's being overlooked in all this is believing you have already received the core Do you see this? Man, I hope you'll see this the way the Holy Spirit's been showing it to me. I want you to see this so much, right? We come to this verse, man. it's It's like one of these golden verses. It's like Jesus has just taken the limits off of us. I mean, He has just told us whatever you desire, whatever you ask, believe that you receive and you will have. I mean, again, it's like, wow, are you kidding me? Thank you, Jesus for showing me this, thank you Jesus for opening this door of opportunity and I'm telling you this verse scares the devil snotless this scares him out of his mind so he's going to try to do to you and me what he does to so many other people about so many important things bring confusion to the table get us off just a little bit Did you catch yourself this week using the word hope when you really meant want? Man, I know I did. You know, I was like, I was, you know, I was, I was like, man, I sure am hoping. Okay, wait a second. <laughs> you know, that's really not hope. That's really not hope. That's I'm wanting. Okay? We said desire's a catalyst, it's important, right? But notice how just that subtle difference of confusing wanting something and, and interjecting in our hearts and minds the concept that want and hope are the same thing, it can throw the whole thing off. That's, get, get that one thing out of adjustment and the, and the whole machinery of faith is not going to produce in your life what it would otherwise produce. Then go to the other side of believing you have already received and say, I believe God will one day. And notice what what has been lost in the shuffle of all this, believing you have already received. Believing you have already received. Just to make it clear, desire and hope are extremely important, but neither is a substitute for believing you have already received something for which there is no physical evidence or proof. I'll say it again. Desire and hope, I'm talking about genuine hope, are extremely important. They're cogs in the faith machinery. But neither is a substitute for believing you have already received something for which there is no physical evidence proof. This is why people say things like, don't get your hopes up. This is why we're reluctant to get our hopes up. Because we don't like being disappointed. And we've got our hopes up before and we've been disappointed. But here's the thing. We really didn't get our hopes up. We got our wishful thinking up. We got our desire up. We got what we wanted to happen. And that we, uh, you know, sure do hope happens up. And, And we left out of all of this the critical part, believing you've already received. See, when you believe you've already received and you have a confident expectation because you believe you've already received, that's a hope that will not disappoint. Desire and hope are extremely important, but neither is a substitute for believing you have already received something for which there is no physical evidence or proof. Now, notice we, we, we added something in there for which there is no physical evidence or proof. Because this, when Jesus said believe that you've already received, he's talking about believing you've already received something that there is no physical evidence or proof you've received. When he spoke to the fig tree, there was no physical evidence or proof that that fig tree was dead. But it was. Now again, here, here is another key part of all of this this is where the devil sidetracks and 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 derails a lot of people when it comes to how faith operates and works in our lives we think that when we pray we don't see an immediate physical proof or evidence that what we've asked for is is here and, and and we've received it the pain doesn't stop the money doesn't show up the the wayward child doesn't come home, what have you. In other words, it doesn't happen that fast. We become discouraged. Begin to question. Doubt enters in. So desire and hope are extremely important, but neither is a substitute for believing. You have already received something for which there is no physical evidence or proof. Remember Jesus said in John the sixth chapter, your work is to believe on Him whom God has sent. My friend, it requires some effort to believe God. It requires some effort on our part. Let me just say it another way. It requires some work on our part. Let me tell you what else it requires. It requires a fight in you. Fight the good fight of faith. Contend for the faith. Because we're believing that we've received something, already received it, when there's no physical evidence or proof that we have. Amen. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, please. Hebrews 11 and 1. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says this, New King James Version. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen the substance of things hoped for the evidence of of things not seen in 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 the near future we will look at that word substance in greater detail but it literally means that which provides a basis for that which provides support for that which comes underneath and upholds okay So do you see why this new revelation on faith that we've been talking about here? Because many preach that hope is like a beginner faith, or I've preached it this way, that that it begins with hope and hope develops into faith. Well, that's not what we see in Abraham's example Abraham's example was that he believed God and expected him to fulfill so he believed that he had already received He believed that he had already become the father Of a multitude before he was there was no physical evidence or proof that that was true He believed it because God said it and God's Word is true. So faith by hearing hearing by the Word of God. He believed it and And that's what gave him the confident expectation Right In other words, the faith is what supported the hope. One of the problems with confusing hope for faith is that hope can't stand without faith, hope has to have a basis. Our faith is based upon the Word of God. The Word of God is based upon God Himself. God said it. Because God said it, it's true. So our faith based upon the Word, and the Word is based upon God. So if you're following the levels of support, it's God Himself, it's His Word. Is anything too hard for God? God Himself, His Word, believing who He is and what He said, that's faith. Faith then provides a support for hope. And the machinery of faith will produce in your life what you continue to confidently expect because you believed you've already received. Amen. Amen. From the Amplified. Same verse from the Amplified. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality think, convince, conviction, convince the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Come on now, let's do it again. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed, of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. It may be obvious, but let me state it anyway. If what we asked for was already revealed to our senses, we wouldn't need faith or hope. Are you following what I'm saying? If I ask my brother for something and he hands it to me, I don't don't have to believe that he's going to give it to me. I got it in my hand. If I ask him to do something and he tells me he will consider it done, I got a choice to make. Am I going to believe him? If I believe him, then I go from confident expectation, so it's as good as already done. Right? Are you, are you, are you seeing how this flows together here? But notice there's still nothing. For me to see there's nothing for me to put my hands on nothing for me to put in my wallet nothing for me to park in my garage right but faith is the proof of what i can't see the conviction of the reality faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses all right i think i got a minute to do this you still good you got a minute so I want to go back to and just kind of elaborate on this further the idea of placing an order on Amazon anybody okay it begins with a desire right I mean, you may just be scrolling through the daily deals on Amazon. It's not like you necessarily desire something. But man, if something catches your eye, desire. You say, no, that's not true, Pastor Mark. I buy my toilet paper on Amazon. It's a need. It's not a desire. Do you realize how many people have needs but don't have enough desire to try to do something to get that need fixed or met? So even if it's a need, right, a desire to have that need satisfied. My thermostat's not right. It's an older thermostat. Um, you set that baby on 84, you'll freeze. You see what I'm saying? It's not right, you know. So, but it's been that way for a long time. Finally, the need for a new thermostat gave birth to a desire to break down and buy one. Right? Okay. So it begins with a desire. I then find what I desire on the Amazon website. I complete the transaction. And I receive a confirmation, right? when does the item become mine it becomes mine the moment i complete the transaction Say, so I don't believe you, Pastor Mark. It's not going to be yours until it shows up on your doorstep. That's not what Amazon says. They tell me your order's on the way. They don't say our order is on the way. They don't say our product is on the way. They say your product. Because it became mine when the transaction was completed. I received from them a confirmation That confirmation now becomes proof that that thing is mine and I do not have it in my possession yet. I have not received it into my hands yet, but it is mine. End of last year I ordered a new computer monitor. It might be the best computer monitor of humankind's ever made. It's nice. I desired it about an hour after I ordered it I saw my son-in-law Jake and he he and John Mark there in the technologist younger generation right I pulled out my phone and I said look at my computer monitor I said look at my new monitor obviously I wasn't saying the phone was my new monitor I was showing them a picture right look at my new monitor Do I have that monitor in my possession? Is it sitting on my desk? Is it connected to my computer? No, 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 and no. Look at my new monitor. Once the transaction was completed and I received a confirmation, I entered into a confident expectation of receiving. So confident that I'm telling people what I have received, what is mine. Compare, look at my new monitor to, I really want this monitor. I really need this monitor. I hope to get this monitor. See, no no, 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 none of that, right? Look at my new monitor. Once the transaction was complete, I entered into hope, confident expectation for receiving a thing desired. Guess what? The monitor never showed up at my front door. You ever heard that expression "hope deferred"? It's not an expression; it's a Bible verse. "Hope deferred makes the heart sick." Dude, I was chasing down UPS drivers. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. I thought, man, I got a sign for it. I guess I don't know. So, I around my neighborhood, trying to find them, they're like, you know. And then I realized it didn't say UPS, it said US, what's the postal service? USP. Oh man, mail lady. That's a big monitor, she probably couldn't carry it to the door, it was raining, she didn't, you know, so I'm like looking around the neighborhood for hey, you got my super nice lady. She's like, no honey, I ain't got nothing for you today. I'm like, check my email, we apologize, but you're Delivery date has changed. So, okay, whew, whew, get it tomorrow right. Tomorrow came and went. No computer monitor. Received an email that said, if you haven't received your monitor by Tuesday, you need to check on us, call us about it. Tuesday came and went. No monitor. And I looked at my family and I said, oh well, I don't guess that Amazon stuff works. No, I didn't. I never considered, listen to me now please, I never considered for a single moment that I would not receive that monitor. Because I had a confirmation. When I called Amazon about it, to this day, they do not know what happened to that. And it's a 37-inch. It's, it's, that monitor's this big. They have no idea what happened to that monitor. But guess what they did? They had to literally refund my money and then charge me again to get it back in the system, right? And three days later... There's a monitor sitting on my front porch. Okay. But when it didn't come, I didn't believe I hadn't received it. Are you, are you, are you seeing this, right? I wasn't like, oh man, I should have I never put my trust in Amazon. <laughs> You know, I didn't didn't send them all this money and now, you know, uh, what in the world was I thinking? I've wasted all this time. It's blah, blah, blah. No, none of that. I had a confirmation. When I called them, that's what I led with. Here's the confirmation number. You ready? Confident. Amen. Amen. I'm finishing right here. Let's go back to the Amplified one more time. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Shopping with my wife. Staggered through the men's shoe department. And that was the prettiest pair of fry boots I guess I've ever laid eyes on. 379 dollars. on sale. I think it turned out, what was it, baby, about 60 bucks, $65. Didn't have my size, but really nice clerk. She went in the back and she found a pair that was my size, but was not on sale. Just so I could see what size, size 12. She looks on her computer and she says, there's one left in the warehouse. Let's, if you want it, let's hurry up and get this transaction complete before anybody else beats us to it, and I'll have it shipped to your house for the same price. And if someone else has already bought those, because her computer wouldn't show, if somebody else has already bought those shoes, she says, then you'll just simply receive an automatic refund on your debit card. Cha-ching. I did not have the same confident expectation though, right? Notice now, because what's happened? The transaction came with built-in question. The transaction came with uh, this could, right? So would it be right for me to say, I'm hoping to receive those, see. I re- now I wanted those boots, but I was not confident in my expect. Now, obviously I probably should have gotten faith about it cuz I got the money back and not the boots, all right? But it wasn't like I was going to the doorstep every day to see if those boots were there. Do you see the difference in these? One had some doubt, some question, some uncertainty. Come on now. The other had no, I mean it was done transaction complete, here's your confirmation, this is when it's coming. And when it didn't come, I, I did not lose hope at all. I was disappointed because I was ready to get that thing and hook it up, I was excited about it, right? Had zero doubt that I would one day have that computer monitor sitting on my desk. For that matter, Costco had them. I could have got it was just cheaper on Amazon than it was Costco. I' give you way more details than you're interested in right now. But again, I, the computer was, it, was, it was mine. That's the point I'm trying to make. My friend, this is what Jesus is talking about when he says, "Believe you've already received." Stand with me, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Father you know our hearts tonight. You know Father everything there is to know about us. And Lord I believe that you are speaking to us that you are, Lord that if I've ever stood in this pulpit and said something straight from the Holy Spirit to those listening Father I believe that I'm doing it right now. You are so excited about us all growing in our faith, us all becoming more skilled in our faith, us all becoming more effective in our faith, Lord. Thank you for helping us clear up some of this confusion. Lord, that we would understand what desire really is, that we would understand what believing we've already received really is, that we would understand what confident expectation, because we've believed we've already received, really is. And then, Father, how to add the patience with the expectation, Father, to receive the promise. The reality of what there's no physical evidence or sense realm evidence to support right now, but we believe it. Because we have received a confirmation. The confirmation is our faith. The confirmation is that we believe we've already received. Father, help us with the things that contradict the the way things look and seem and feel that would contradict what we believe we've already received. Help us, Father, deal with that. And not cave in, but to stand on your word and receive on our doorstep, Father, all the things that we're believing you for. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Shake somebody's hand, hug somebody's neck, love somebody in Jesus' Hope this is helping you tonight. You be blessed. We love you. See some of you in the morning, some of you Sunday.